Hey there, and welcome to Her Financial Revolution, a podcast about how to turn your thoughts and ways of managing your money upside down to truly build something real. My name is Jess, and I am owner and financial coach of Compass Financial Coaching, where I am passionate about helping women build a life they love so they can spend more time making incredible memories and less time worrying about money. I truly believe in harnessing two things, yourself and the money you have as your superpower and number one tool to change your life. Come along on this journey with me as we explore a variety of financial and sometimes not so financial topics to work towards intentional living and a kick-ass life. I am so excited you're here. If you could like, follow, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with others, it would mean the world to me. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Jess from Compass Financial Coaching and Her Financial Revolution. And today I have a very special guest for this episode, my amazingly awesome husband, Danny. He has been so gracious to come on and talk about today's topic with me, marriage and money. As a reminder, I don't edit my podcasts, and in true financial revolution fashion, we are letting this fly. So one thing I've noticed is that opposites attract. I see that a lot with the couples I coach, and this definitely is no different in my own marriage. Danny and I come from two different perspectives on most topics in life, and it's taken some time and finessing, and I should mention a lot of grace from both ends, to get to a place where we successfully navigate our money together. So without further ado, welcome. Hello. (laughs) Are you excited to be on here? Uh, As much as I can be. Um, (laughs) We're in the office as usual. So, yeah. Yeah, we hang out here a lot. Um, I work from my office, obviously, and Danny is in school right now. So he's frequently up here too doing homework. So Uh, Usually not doing homework. (laughs) Trying to find ways to get out of doing homework. Watching YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I figured we could start when we first got together um, you were a single soldier in the army. How are you managing your money? Not really managing it at all. Uh, I would wait for the first, spend the money from the first on bills, whatever was left over, cigarettes, booze, whatever <laughs> else came in between that food on occasion, um, run out of money, realize that I had to wait another week for the 15th to roll around and then do it all over again. Very rinse and repeat. Not a lot of management. Yeah, that's actually something I took from you, was the 1st and the 15th. Yeah, trying to line bills, like I would try to line bills up to maximize my paycheck to where I could just instantly pay the bill and then be like, oh, I still have a couple hundred bucks left over to spend on whatever. But the bills I always tried to get done first because that way it would be allow me to use money the way I wanted to the rest of the, the time. Yeah, and the funny part is, is you always say that I'm the money smart one. But that that was one of the biggest things that changed our finances was structuring it. So paychecks would hit. We would pay all the bills. Yeah. And then whatever was left over was for savings or whatever else. And the next paycheck hit and pay all the bills. I definitely think that was a good starting point. Like when we were first together, like just having that breakdown was definitely helpful. Yeah. Let us kind of not stress the bills because we knew that they would be paid because they were scheduled around our pay periods yeah but um, remember i had that little sticky note that's like folded in half 
that has the bills oh. on the first and the bills on the fifteenth. Yeah, you flip it over. Yeah. Because I had that anxiety attack that if I died, <laughs> you wouldn't know what bills to pay. That's true. Yes, if I, that's still true. I mean, I have a feeling that if you were to kick the bucket, I'd be sitting here going, "I don't know what to do." After you partied. No, partied? No. Actually not. <laughs> I would break down in tears and flop on the floor like a small child and throw a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Just, just because you weren't there paying the bills. That, that'd be it. That'd be it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, too, um, that kind of highlights one of the biggest differences between us. Um, you're a spender. Very much so. And I'm a saver. So I was saving everything. And, trying to. and would hardly spend any money on anything that I didn't have to, unless it was the kids. Right. I would spend money on the kids like crazy. But yeah, yeah. Um, you were going at it of, yeah, I'm going to buy whatever the heck I want. Um, <laughs> within yeah, reason. To, yeah, within reason. Like, I definitely think it was more like, I didn't ever like buy anything that was outrageous. I definitely tried to um, buy just random little odds and ends. Yeah. Really kind of what it was. Yeah, like Destiny. As yep. soon as video, it came games. Out. video games. Video games. <laughs> video games is my it was was a was a crutch. For sure. Um so what was your expectation going into marriage or going into marriage of how we were going to handle our money? Um I don't I mean originally I didn't have much of an idea of what that would look like. Um I did have this idea that like money would be a problem should it like be put on my shoulders so I was definitely like uh why don't you take it <laughs> if you pick where the money goes you'll never be mad at me about where the money's going because you were the one that decides it so I definitely was more of like a hands-off like just let me know what I'm allowed to spend where and let me get frustrated with that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to combine finances. Like that was your big thing is if we're getting married, yeah, we're combining everything. And I was yep. like, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. I, definitely I was think, really hesitant. I think past relationships definitely had caused some, some friction around the idea of how we were going to manage our money going forward. Yeah. Me not having very many previous relationships that I had managed money like that. So I didn't have much uh, experience, but you having a previous marriage and doing that kind of thing and then realizing the struggles and stress that can come from that. I definitely think that was something that we needed to think about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I felt like I had this idea that we were going to gloriously sit down and talk about our money all the time. And that I was going to put it down on a spreadsheet and you were going to help fill it out and look at it. So causing depression. <laughs> That's what that causing anxiety and depression. You're just going to keep the therapy market going strong <laughs> with your husband. That's what I heard right there. Yeah, yeah, I think we would sit down and then you would go to input something and I'd get so mad at the way you were putting it in so spreadsheet. Slow. Well, because you got to think you're you're in accounting, right? That's like kind of like you didn't start there, but like quickly you discovered that that's something that you were good at was inputting data and numbers and plugging things into spreadsheets and so all of a sudden, like me trying to go through just one Excel <laughs> like column and inputting pieces of money and just uh, seven point six two. Uh, and you're just over there, like twitching, just <laughs> foaming at the mouth. Just fire it out. I'll just take care of it. I was not foaming at the mouth. 
mouth. I but I did expect you to sit there. Yeah, you expected me to sit there quietly too. I couldn't talk. Yeah. Couldn't talk about <laughs> If I'd get on my I phone, you'd be, you'd be like, we're doing the... Man, yeah. First year of marriage was was definitely uh, a formative year. We'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you sitting there and going, well, why am I even sitting here? Like, you're not letting me do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very much like, hey, can I, can I please plug numbers in? I want to play with the computer. And you're like, no. <laughs> Stop it. You're just, you're not, you don't do it right. You don't know where anything is. I've got a system. I but, did have a system. But I'll say this though, like, and uh, in, in for people who are trying to figure out like how to do combined finances, like if a system works, don't mess with the system. Like if, if you trust your partner to do the finances a certain way, yeah, trust them. Um, and then ask questions, obviously, but like. Trust them that their system and their process works or get coaching. <clears throat> Plug. <laughs> Shameless. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is that there is, there tends to be one person who is more um, eager to take on that responsibility of they want to manage it. And then the other person is more like, yeah, do do your thing and we'll check in. And I think that we had to find that ground and kind of put aside what our expectations were Um, because I expected like you were going to be all gung ho and like really want to talk about the numbers in depth. And you were more just like a high level guy of like, are we doing good? Can I go buy a bowling ball? Sweet. Right. (laughs) That's all I need to know. (laughs) Right. Very much a 30,000 foot view. Like, and yeah, I think most people be like that. One person's going to. I wouldn't even say eager to take it, but like more capable. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if necessarily at first you were eager about taking on the role of managing household finances because. Probably not. There was, I think there was some, you know, some, some marital roles that we, we assumed one side was going to take, but I think we've quickly realized that our family is not like that. Like you, you are very much the breadwinner and. Thank you, Sugar Mama, for taking care of me. I, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, bowling is nice. But no, and then I very much take care of more of the cooking and, and trying to organize the cleaning, the lack thereof cleaning. Uh, but yeah, and you'd kind of take care of the finances. So I think it's definitely roles reversed as opposed to normal houses. Yeah, we definitely threw a lot of traditional out the window. But it, it took me time to realize that I was carrying this thought in my head that it had to be a certain way, but it didn't make sense for us to be that way. Yeah. Like in a traditional sense. Very much. And so I had to let go of that of like, why, why am I carrying this around with me? And I do see that when I coach couples too, is one, there is, there's always one person who is the one updating Mm -hmm. their budget. And the other person is more of like, okay, how are we doing? And what can I spend money on? Um, And then also seeing people being in that similar situation where they're carrying in those preconceived notions that they don't even realize. Like you challenged the way I thought about traditional roles a lot because you were just like, well, why? Why does it matter? And I didn't have a good answer. <laughs> well, I think on a, on a core level, I can't, I'm not going to lie and say that it was because I was some kind of like smart person thinking through how to think differently. Yeah. I'm predominantly a lazy human being. You're not and, that lazy. And if I can find an easier, smoother way to do something, 
that takes less time and stress off of my plate, uh, yeah. please, please, God, take this away from me. <laughs> so, um, but no, I think I think a lot of people are doing exactly what you said. It's like you know they're coming in. One person is is updating everything, and the other person's not. And I'm in a counseling class right now where that we were kind of talking through some of those things where it's like. If you come into a session and only one person seems willing to take the steps necessary to improve their uh, situation and the other person doesn't, it can get like us versus them kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of marriages are not at a place of breaking because of that until you get into that scenario where it feels like, oh, they're like this person and the counselor or for you, it's like this person and my coach feel like they're against me and how I think. Yeah. So I think it's definitely something to, that could be talked about more frequently in the home is like, Hey, like, how do you look at money? How can, like, how can I contribute? Although I don't want to do all the spreadsheet stuff, like, cause not everybody's, you know, capable or I think everybody's capable. I don't think everybody's very um, confident in their yeah. ability to, to do stuff like that sometimes yeah yeah and I think that was also something that I took away from you in the beginning it seemed like you just wanted to spend which annoyed Mm. the hell out of me (laughs) and I'm sure me wanting to save annoyed you and probably still does sometimes but yeah I think you opened the door for me to give me permission to spend money because I have like almost like that poverty mindset like even it doesn't matter how much money we have in the bank I'm like, it can be gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, doom and gloom. I need to hang on to every penny. And uh, one of the first things we did was create like a, a spend bucket for yeah, each yeah. of us where we got the same amount of money. And I remember, and we, we don't have to share the amount of money, but I remember. It wasn't you, much. She kept me <laughs> impoverished. When you first said the amount, I was like, you want, you, you want how much? Spend how much? <laughs> Yeah. But then it, it opened the door and gave me permission to spend on myself. I remember in the beginning, you had you actually like though. sit down, yeah, and talk to me. You're like, what'd you spend your money on? Oh, like household stuff, this, that. And no. you're like, no, it, it's yeah, for let's, you. Let's pause, let's pause on that for a moment. Because I think that's something that might trip people up is like spending money on yourself is not ultimately a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, you just, like, you know, one of your biggest things, and I think you've said it in one of the previous episodes for sure but you had it written up on our mirror at the old house was what what's measured is managed yeah you know and so if you're measuring how much you're spending on yourself then you can manage that that number very easily it did however take you uh what was it three and a half years for you to really yeah just go go. like i want clothes that are nice not just okay yeah like for once you got to go out and kind of buy some nicer clothes that you were like this fits it looks good i like it and be able to do that without feeling that fret of like ooh, what did i just do what did i just do to the rest of the finances or ooh, yeah the guilt i got kids that i got it's like no the kids are doing fine too they got shoes they've got clothes hey husband's doing good he's got what he needs house is taken care of because all of a sudden we've had this we've built the system we've enabled ourselves to feel confident that we can spend things and it's not like you went out and spent like a bazillion dollars. You went out and spent a measured amount of money yeah. on clothes. Yeah. So it's like it it I think I think us being able to work through that and say, "Hey, this is 
what this is our process this is our system if we stick to it it works yeah has given us the ability to kind of i mean we're we're still i mean we're still i would say mildly frugal yeah and, and yet we have nice things like we have a an office that's got plenty of technology crap down. <laughs> We have appliances that don't get used like they should. We have stuff filling up cap. I mean, we're just like every normal family. We've got too much junk yeah. as it is. But I still think that, you know, if we we're really honest about it, we don't just go splurge by outside of what we can measure Yeah. and manage. Well, sometimes we splurge by like the time we went to Dick's Sporting Goods to pick up your bike. And then we saw that, uh, what was the store that was going out of business? Oh, uh, oh. Dude. And they had like 70% off. Was it, it wasn't Bed Bath Beyond, was it? It was, I think was so. Was it Bed Bath Beyond? Yeah. I <laughs> bought a, what did we buy? What we were going to walk in for? I, oh, I, knives. I kitchen we were knives. Look for knives. I was going to buy a new chef's knife. And so we walk in and I mean... <laughs> we just bought, we bought a pizza stone that hasn't come out of a box yet. Yep, a dog bed. The dog bed's getting used. Dog though. bed's getting used. Um, we bought a chessboard. A chessboard, which got put away. Yeah, that's in, <laughs> that's in my office, not being used right now. Um, was, a few odds, a, and, more. a few odds and ends, some rando stuff, some beach, some American beach flag towels. beach towels. Yeah, they've been used. Yeah, the. If stores are going out of business and we walk by it, yeah, we might stop in. But it was still measured because we knew we had so much money and discretionary money to spend. Yeah. And so that helped keep us in control. And, you know, to loop back around, that was, that's one of the ways that it became, it shifted from you versus me to us. With our money. Managing our money. Yep. Not even um, versus our money, but ma- managing, managing our money yeah. together because I no longer saw your spending as a negative. I saw a different light to it, and then it was like you were almost bringing you're bringing your own set of strengths to it that mm-hmm. complement mine, right? Um, and so there was that big shift. It took a while one to to do it and to feel okay about it, but then also to reflect back. And I think that's an important thing is to reflect. Reflect back, not just like in your marriage and how you're doing in the aspect of relating to one another and mm. all that stuff, but also how you're changing and growing with how you're looking at your money. I think, yeah, maturity. I mean, outside of my awesome jokes that I always tell that are great, um, my maturity level towards money has shifted greatly with having you going through school working at the places you've worked and then starting up compass it's been very educational for me to kind of hear about okay well let's let's look at what does it mean to think about where we came from as far as how we understand our money like where you grew up the way you grew up money came at a premium it really did and so you came into life with me going nope i want to save money because i need the life can shift fast you know there's a lot of things that happen that shifted quickly for y'all. So it's like very much like a, if this shifts and we don't have, a, if we lose an income, mm-hmm. how are we going to take the kids on a trip? Now we don't get to go vacationing. We don't get to, you know, buy the nicest shoes that we want to or the nicest clothes that we want to. We Shit, don't forget that. How are we going to pay the bills? Well, yeah. I <laughs> see. I don't even think about bills that often anymore. Like, <laughs> no. so, so far, I'm so far removed from, from spending, paying bills now. Danny, I just, Danny does not pay any bills. I, I pay all the bills. I don't pay any bills. I just go, hey, babe, here's a bill that came from the mail. And she's like, mer, 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 paid it. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. That's the sound it makes when she pays a bill. Mer, 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 mer. Yeah. 
No. When I talk. That's the sound that comes out. Wah, 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 wah. Charlie <laughs> Brown, that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, even the way that we manage our money has grown and changed. So, remember we did the $0 budgeting? Yeah, that was right after. Bit. Yeah, we did the, we did uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University or whatever that thing's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did that, um, which, by the way, is not a bad starting point. Like, I mean, if, if that's no. if that's what if that's where you're at and you and you have the ability to do it, like we were fortunate enough to have your your work cover that cost, and it's it's nice, you know, it was good to have somebody step into our our lives and help us kind of see some different mentalities to to financial management. Yeah, because I don't think there's anything that is necessarily wrong. With different ways. Mm -mm. And I think we were really lucky that we had a facilitator that was really um, easygoing. And it was kind of like presented to us of take what you need or if it works for you. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. I think a lot of people have walked away from that experience with an all or nothing mentality. Mm. Which can be hard. Because Mm -hmm. we did go through a period where we intensively paid off debt. But for us, for you and I, that works well because... We don't like to be uncomfortable for long. Right. And so it was like, let's get this out of here. Let's throw our money at it. And then we can go and have fun. Yeah. Um, but for we... some people, they have so much debt that they can't do that quickly. Or right. they think they have to give up everything and they don't develop that pattern of sustainability. I think that, yeah, that's the biggest thing is a lot of people don't realize the discretionary money that they have that they could utilize mm-hmm. to taking debt down at a, a at a quicker pace. And when I say quicker pace, like I mean that might just mean you knock one month's payment off the end after seven years. Yeah. I mean that's a I mean and sometimes that's while that doesn't seem like much, like one thing for us is that I mean we 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 had some fortunate things work our work our way to where we could knock some things out really quickly, really rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um but other people obviously don't always have that. But being able to knock debt down, even if it's one month, a, a, a one month less than what the term payment was for whatever that the item is, it, that can be um, helpful because then it enables you to work towards something else quit sooner or quicker. Yeah. 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 And I think also kind of the importance of having a plan mm, yes. um, because that allowed us to talk about it when we were not stressed. Because what? Lord knows. Us talking about money? <laughs> we I have love it. Conversations under stress, it gets way worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, and you see it in you see it in TV and movies, you know, it's like, hey, the the bill this bill's due. What are we gonna do about it? Where where's the money? Da, 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 da. Like and you see it. I mean, obviously that's Hollywood, it's acting. But like that's sometimes really in people's homes. Like people are really struggling to figure out how they're gonna pay for lights. Or, yeah. or or heat or car payment or health care. I mean, God forbid, you know, we're worried about being able to take care of ourselves mentally and physically. I mean, on top of just everything else that's going on. But having a game plan, walking away and saying, okay, this is how I'm going to pay off this debt based off of how much money I'm making now. Yeah. What can I, you know, and, and realizing that while, yes, it might be tight. And it might feel uncomfortable. If you set it up right, you can still go out for a burger. You can still take a take your significant other on a date. You can still hang out with your kids and go to a movie. Like, if you do it right, 
Now you don't get to do that all the time, you know, like yeah. obviously that's, that's a very measured thing, right? If you measure it, you can manage it. And then all of a sudden now you're like, okay, we have a date night once a month. Like your lunch habits. Like my little lunch habits. <laughs> oh, man, just throw me under the bus. Yeah. No, my little lunch habits, you know, I go to school and I work at my school and sometimes, you know, I have a friend that'll be like, Hey, let's go to lunch. And it's like kind of impromptu, but because we've set ourselves up, like, I feel confident that I can go get my two pieces of pizza and a Coke from, from George's and be able to not stress because it's only like eight bucks. Yeah. 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 Well, that, and I think that we've gotten to a place where we can plan out and see where our money is going and allocating the extra when we have it. Um, And it brings up, it makes it easy to talk about because it's just like, hey... This is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Are you cool with this? And we get to do that like six months in advance without yeah. like going, well, how much are we going to have then? Like I I ask those questions because I don't actually know. But but to sit down and be able to say, hey, next May, we're looking like we're going to be a little tight on funds. I think I would like to make some adjustments to do this, this, or this. What does that look like? And I can go, sounds good, babe. And <laughs> But but being being fair and honest, like I think that's been able to help us really get through any kind of stress financially yeah it's like hey we can see a year in advance how we're doing yeah and i guess i should add you know this is clearly an add moment on both our parts i was originally talking about how how we handle our money has changed we stopped doing the budget every dollar (laughs) because it was so freaking time consuming and i hated it and it didn't give us that picture ahead. That was my problem with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like the budget would tell us that we would have extra money at the end of the month. But because it wasn't taking into consideration the timing of things. Right. That sometimes that money wasn't there. And it was driving me nuts because we were pulling in good income. But right. our bank account was getting down to like $50. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this should not be. Um, and so, yes, we use a much different system now where it's not nearly as uh, stringent. Like you said, you know, you don't want to be stressed out or bogged down by it. So it's a lot faster. We don't code every transaction. We just have the ability to check in and see like, how are we doing? Um, are we staying within bounds of what we're hoping? And like you said, we can plan a year out, which makes such a big difference because I can see the bad month that's potentially coming. And we could talk about it months in advance and adjust. I think one thing to highlight right now is that I am very much the limiting income factor. Like you, you make the money. So like when it comes to like our house's income, like I obviously, I have some benefits from the military that have kind of like, like helped us out with, with, with certain things. Um, but just like if we were to go down to like sheer income potential, like you, you are the reason that we're able to, I'm able to only work a part-time job while going to school full-time. And and that's, you know, that's surely due to the fact that we've planned the way we have. I mean, Yeah, I was going to say it's not me. It's the way we plan because right. my income is not exceptionally high. No, it's not. It's a modest income. But the Make way... more money, please. <laughs> I want to go on trips now. But the way that we manage it um, has allowed this to be possible. And I think... I think sometimes that's the hardest part to convey to people of you don't need to have a massively high income 
when you right. when you're really intentional about it and when you plan, it opens doors that you didn't think were possible. I remember when we started managing our money when we stopped doing the um zero dollar. The every dollar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and started doing it a different way that I was nervous at first. And I was like, but it's a spreadsheet. The spreadsheet isn't lying. Like all right. our expenses are in here. And this is what it's showing we're going to have in our bank account next month. Right. And sure shit, it Cause would you, happen. Because you did it month to month. Yeah. At first. Like, you didn't plan out. Because I was afraid. First, yeah. I was afraid to see the picture. I mean, math can only math so many ways. Yeah, You know what exactly. I mean? Like, and when math, maths, mathematically, <laughs> say that ten times fast. Math, maths, mathematically. Math, math, yep, I yep. can't. <laughs> when math, maths, mathematically, yeah. um, it's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... If it says you're going to be in the negative, ah, I got to make some adjustments to how, where your money's going. If it says you're going to be in the positive, but it's not where you need it to be, you make some adjustments. But like at the end of the day, two plus two is four. Yeah. You know, and so thankfully our spreadsheet wasn't lying to us and we were able to continue to. And then once you branched it out and you were all of a sudden like, holy crap, I can look to next September. I, I, I think it was a September because I think we were talking about like our daughter's birthday and we were just like. I can see out to next September how much money we're going to have in what area. Our gifts is going to be this much. Our house is going to be this much. Blah, blah, blah. I can buy. that. We can prep for Christmas. We can do all this awesome stuff because we knew exactly how much money was going to be where when. Yeah. And what you're referring to is the savings buckets where we oh, put. Buckets, yeah. yeah. We put so much money aside um, to you different know, things you know each terms. month. Yeah. Well, I'm just explaining to people listening. Yeah. I know what the hell you're talking about. They're like, <laughs> no. the house, the gifts. <laughs> Where's this man going with this? <laughs> um, yeah, that we can know, like, this time next year, we're going to have so much saved up for vacation and allows us to then plan our vacation and still stay within our means right? without going bankrupt. Um, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's I think been, that's, been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's helped take a lot of stress. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is without that plan, Without that ability to be proactive instead of reactive, like so many people are, I think that's that's where the stress comes from, is people are putting themselves in situations or they're being put in situations where shit has already hit the fan and mm-hmm. then they're trying to decide what to do. Right. And so there's a lot of finger pointing and aggression kind of, yeah. and unhappiness where if you have that time to sort out those feelings because... You and I are both very passionate people. So a lot of times when we <laughs> first start talking about something, we butt heads. Right. And it takes a few times. Like when I start talking about financial independence, I think you want to shoot me in the face. <laughs> no. See, no, I'm not I'm not that crazy. Uh, you didn't like it. I, I will say this. Financial independence is something that I don't I don't quite understand. Yeah. And so because I don't understand it, like I'll 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 jump on this. Because I don't understand it, there is a mild uh, a mild fear of what it could be. I think that that plagues us in a lot of things that we do. Yeah. Um with with the proactive versus reactive, I think that there's a a turning point and I know that with your coaching like that's one thing that you try to help people do is you're kind of helping them shift that turning point where it's like you're going from being reactive to proactive. Yeah. And I think that's a that was one of our that was a, a speed bump for us. I think it's a speed bump for everybody. And if you can get someone on, if you can get someone to talk to, right, whether it be you or some other coaching or or just a, just some kind of a, a friend even that can help guide you through that that stage, that speed bump of, I am not going to react to the situation. I will have already prepared myself for the situation as yes. best I can. That's why 
you've you've drilled it in my head. We've talked about it. We're <laughs> drilling it in the kids' heads. The emergency fund. Yeah. Like sitting down and saying, have an X number amount of, of weeks, months. I mean, d- crap, days. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like you having... You have to start somewhere. Having an amount of money that should something go wrong, you've already got something set aside that can help to mitigate the fear of that or stress of that situation because kids break bones car accidents happen a phone breaks i mean just like crazy things go on and having an emergency fund at a minimum at least takes away some of the fear of holy crap here comes the hospital bill holy crap we have to buy a new this holy crap whatever it is you get to remove the holy crap and you can say ah okay i've prepared for this I just use this money for that. Oh, if it, and if it's not enough, you know, cool. You got to make some adjustments there, but like, at least you've mitigated it to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, and I agree that that is really the first step if you don't have one, because if you're trying to pay down debt and then you get a flat tire and right. then you're putting more on the credit card, right? It can be very. I don't want to use the word debilitating. You can feel defeated a little bit. Yes, defeated. Exactly. Um, And so having that first in place, even if it's Mm -hmm. $1,000, I think people want to short circuit that and just go right into paying off debt. But you're not going to get out of debt if you keep having to utilize credit cards. Like You need some sort of cash buffer to fall back on should Mm -hmm. something happen. Right. Um, And then it grows over time. You just need to get that momentum going. Right. Once you once you once you kickstart the the system, um, you just start to allocate a small amount to it. Yeah. You know, um, and it doesn't have to be every paycheck. Like you can say one paycheck out of my month is going to go. Uh, this amount is going to go here. And, you know, that's just that comes down to just budgeting and, and being intentional with where you stick your money. Yeah. And I think you highlighted something there without saying it directly, but just being flexible too, like understanding that life happens. It's not black and white. Mm -hmm. We've managed our money different ways. Depending on the month. Yeah. Or depending on the season, what's going on in life. Like sometimes we're putting towards our emergency fund. Sometimes it's not feasible and we have to wait until we get a chunk of cash. Right. Um, And not feeling like you're failing at that point. Because I I think we live in a culture where... This lifestyle is so built up that people are trying to achieve that. But then also, you know, when they dive into trying to get their finances straightened out, that it's this, you know, have a massive emergency fund or if you're not putting away X amount of dollars, you know, you're not going to make it type mentality. Yeah. Um, And I think just like with marriage, as you grow with your partner, the way you look and manage your money and and roll with it is going to change. I, I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, one thing that not everybody probably is going to agree with me on. Controversy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you put uh, in a warning, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, trigger warning for all the peoples. No, uh, but being for real, um, measure, like managing your wants. Yeah. Um, a lot of us see... Things on TV, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media. I can't tell you how many times I clicked on an Instagram shop ad Mm -hmm. this week alone. Oh, look at that t-shirt. That looks cool. Or what was it today? It was some kind of protein dessert stuff Mm -hmm. that you could buy, but it was like $7 for a two ounce jar. 
That's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, eh, we don't need this. I all look right. all the time at buying stuff, though. Let's and then see, I'm like, nah, I don't your, need it. Why is yours always like $7 for a two-ounce jar? Mine's always like 70000 for a brand new car. Like, <laughs> because I, that's all you talk about, and it's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I think that that's a big thing is that we look at these lifestyles, and we're like, I, and I get it. There's a lot of people trying to buy homes. Like, they'd like to get their first home. They'd yeah. like to get their first maybe brand new car. I know that there's a lot of people that, that, that think that that's a, I don't want to say the word flex. I don't think that that's the appropriate way to look at it. But I do think that people think that that's a, a stepping stone. It's it's a, yeah. a step to living the life that we're supposed to live. And I'm here to say it. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't measure who you are in any form or fashion because there are a lot of people that have very nice homes, very nice cars, very nice things that are, one, swimming in debt, yeah, um, probably dealing with some kind of mental illness. Their relationships are str- struggling because maybe they had to sacrifice some things in some areas that they shouldn't have in order to achieve that. Um, I am a firm believer in do things with your family as much as you can. I don't do enough sometimes, but like, you know, but like the whole thing of like that bowling, that, that, that bowling, that bowling ball can wait, that house can wait, moving can wait, certain things like that. So I think when it comes to, um, measuring your wants, just be like, Hey, like, do I really need a 86 inch big screen TV for football on Sunday? Do or, you? Or are my friends? Do you? Because when we went to when we bought this house, <laughs> I it was 60... painful for you to walk out with a fifty-five inch TV. I wanted a sixty-five inch because, and I that felt... was the biggest TV I've ever owned. Here's <laughs> like we got a fifty-five inch TV, and it doesn't look like it fits right on the wall. It looks perfectly fine. I don't think so. It trust me. Formula One would look way better <laughs> in sixty-five inches. And I mean, this is all something. This is something that we're all susceptible to, like. How many times do we talk about, oh, look at that house is for sale. Can we do it? And then we're like, At least three no. times we've actually we've actually gone through the process of starting to do math to see if it's feasible. Yeah. Uh, there's been a bazillion times that we've all sat there on Zillow going, oh, we have houses in our yeah. price range. Yeah. Yeah. So even like me being a financial coach and working in accounting and you being my husband, we still... Is that my job? That's yeah, my that's, that's my title. That's I your am... position. <laughs> I am all that is husband. <laughs> but we, even you and I, it's just we have a different awareness, so we recognize it pretty quickly when we do it. Yeah. Because um, yeah. you always talk about a new car. Uh, just because that one dealership's right there that has seven <laughs> Corvettes lined up. It's a used car dealership. We do have way too many dealerships Seven Corvettes. They're all gorgeous. I want them. <laughs> I keep on trying to talk her into being like, look, one for each of the family members. Yeah, no. And she tells me no. No, I don't want to be that low to the ground. I like being higher up. Yep, that's why we bought you Silver Bear. Yes, yeah. Used. That's a whole story. That is a whole story, too. I think I've shared that before. But <laughs> that's funny. Not we can have a whole episode on that. Um, What do you think has been the hardest to communicate about when it has come to money? Hardest to communicate when it comes to money? Um... Being... Uh, since, since we're letting it fly. Oh, boy. Um... No, uh, choosing trips. Um, yeah. Dealing with just differences in what it looks like to do vacation. Um, I think we we really do. I mean, that's up to this current day, you know. 
Yeah, we do still struggle um, with that. So if you're sitting there trying to say one one person's like, I want to visit family. The other person's going, I want to go somewhere new. That's normal <laughs> and it's real and it's not always easy. Yeah. So I think I think that's probably the hardest is, and I don't want to say hardest because I think like you're wrong and I'm right and I should do it that we should do it my way. I think it's more like I want my cake and eat it too. Yeah. So it's like no, okay, I want to do what you want to do. Let's go to that trip. But and I let's also do this too. But I also want to go on this trip, and you're over here going. The money doesn't go that way. <laughs> the math ain't math and math. The math ain't math, and we can't do it all. Right. Yeah, that does get hard sometimes. What about you? Um, I would say that too. Yeah. I think so, and then um, sometimes being impatient, like we are just. We have worked really hard to be in this situation that we're in, that you could go back to school, Mm -hmm. um, that I don't have to make hundreds of thousands of dollars for us to be able to do it. Can you, though? (laughs) No. (laughs) Selling bath water. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Um, But sometimes I get impatient. Like, I know this is what we wanted, right? This is the intentional lifestyle we created. You wanted to go back to school and I was supportive of that. And I said, we're going to, we're going to make this happen. And we have, and we really don't want for anything. Like we have all our needs met. We have a ton of wants even met. Very much so. Yes. Um, And then sometimes I still get wrapped up and like, you know, okay, well, I want to be able to do all these things. Why? I, I, I don't express it as much as you do, but I still yeah, feel I'm it very, sometimes. I'm a very verbal processor. So if you have a verbal processor in your relationship and they're constantly going, I would like this, I want that, I oh, dude, wouldn't this be dope? Yes. Um, give them a lot of grace and kindly tell them to shut up. Um, <laughs> no. Because it is, it can be hard because you're sitting there going, we can't do that because you're doing the thing you're doing. You know, like some of that stuff. Because I am going to school and I chose to take less less pay, less hours for work. Well, yeah, you need to focus on school. Right. And so because we chose that, I it, it can be frustrating for you. And I'm, I'm fairly certain to hear me talking about wanting a new car. <laughs> Not a brand new car, but a new to me car. It, it can be frustrating to be like, well, that bowling ball is $200? What a ball that you throw down the lane. When you is have how three. much money? When you already have three. It's not that it's like a new ball. It's that yeah, you have yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> I have three and I want another one. Um, or that we have two working cars and you and want, I want a new one. <laughs> another one. Uh, this DJ Khaled, just another one. Right? Um, yeah, and, and so I think, yeah, that's a big one. Just kindly tell your partner that overshares and over over points out all the new things. Like, hey, we chose where we are. It, we'll get there if it's something that you intentionally want to get to. Like, yeah. making that a part. I think that's the thing. Highlighting those things and saying, if this is where we really want to go, if a new car, if a new hobby, if if because you know some people like to go like they want a brand new grill. They go to Lowe's and like, oh, I want the seven foot tall skeleton. Or 10 foot tall or whatever the thing is. I feel attacked right now. You should feel attacked. I got you a massive headstone instead. (laughs) Not a real one. It's a fake one for Halloween. It's a decoration. Maybe. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But making that a part. I think that's the other thing. Communicating those wants in a healthy way. Like, hey, I'd really like to talk about, talk seriously about getting a new car. Or I'd really like to talk seriously about getting this new thing for my hobby. Or insert whatever it is, but being able to sit down and say, I'd like to talk about this and see what we can do about getting this 
projected out. What does this look like? Yeah. No, I think that is really important. And that's probably, that is probably one of the hardest things for me is because I am so money, like, like number focused that I will just be like, oh, I have everything planned out, you know, because I am the one who's normally doing it. Right. That it helps when you're like, hey, so what are we doing when, you know, our son gets his license? How are we going to manage the cars? What's the plan? Because I will just be like, oh, nope, I've got this and this and this and this is going to the emergency fund and we're going to beef up this and there's no money left. Right, (laughs) right. So I'll kind of bulldoze over everybody and I have to remember like, hey. This is a step in the life of our son. How do we... How do we? How are we that, gonna navigate this? How are we gonna navigate insurance and a car payment if if there's a car payment? But like just anything like that, like how are we gonna manage that stuff? Yeah. And then how? And I think a part of the marriage, raising a family kind of thing is how do we then teach the next generation like to start thinking um, reasonably and realistically about managing and measuring their money? Yeah. So I think that's I think that that's a a good thing for for us and that we can kind of highlight here for other people, but also just for ourselves. It's like, we got a kid that's growing up. That's what, I mean, he's a, he just finished driver's ed. He's going to drive next month. And then all of a sudden he's like he's fi- a kid. Yeah. In a, he's 15 with a kid. He's a kid with a permit wanting to drive. And do we have, do one, do we have the means? If not, how do we get to the means to Two, let him drive? Do we want to cover it all? You know? Yeah. Can we cover it all? Whether, even if we can, mm-hmm. do we want to? Mm-hmm. Um, or how much, you know, and I think that's like, that's different for everybody. So I think that's the big communication part is one, you have to throw everything out the door of preconceived notions of how it should be. Yes. And you're going to find your own way. Right. Absolutely. And it's going to, I think the way that people successfully talk as a couple is as unique as. On a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So the wider audience, you guys have gotten us to sit down and talk about this touchy subject without getting mad. No arguments. <laughs> In fact, we yeah. should have all our big financial our big conversations financial. on the podcast so we'll behave. Oh, that's no. Um, I think it's as unique, though, as each couple is or, or like a fingerprint. Like yeah. it's going to be so different because you're bringing in so much of your own experiences, your own thoughts before marriage. Right. And then growing together. And then whether you have kids together or like in our situation, I brought kids to the marriage that you had to learn. That was a whole you can't, you thing. can't, you can't, you can't give kids back. You can't say, I don't want these. <laughs> no. that, that was not allowed. Uh, it was actually in the vows. She wrote them for me and said, you must keep with us. kids. <laughs> no. Um, but no, I, I want to, I, I think I want to highlight there. Like, um, I don't want to tell anybody how they should or shouldn't do things, but if I could recommend like premarital counseling, sitting down with so, like some kind of mediator and, yes. and talking about these bigger ticket items. Which like, we did not do, by the we way. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't do it. And so we, you know, it took us our first five years together. I mean, up to this point to kind of mesh on some things. But I would say it's like talking about, well, where's your money going? Who, who's managing it? How's it look? What's your stance on debt? What's your credit sta- card yeah, usage? Debt, credit cards. Um, but what are then your also, goals? Do you like... Talking about whether or not you want kids and what is it going to take to have kids, what what kind of house you want, like those conversations impact your money because let's just be real, if you don't have money, you don't survive in in America. 
Yeah. Uh, or probably the world at large, unless you are a farmer. And if you're a farmer, start a podcast and teach people how to farm. Uh, the homesteading thing is becoming huge. It is. So. <laughs> I, like, I like my creature comforts, though. Yeah, you do. For sure. I want to go bowling. <laughs> I want to go bowling. Well, we'll build a house out in the middle of nowhere with, with bowling a bowling alley. alley. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> One day when I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm still in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that is an important step to take is to talk about these things ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like even now, Jay is not going to be driving until next year probably. Right. But I need to get over the shock of like, oh insurance like that's right. gonna cost how much adding him right. on <laughs> like how much is another car payment are we gonna you know right. be where we want to be and i think um not being afraid to talk about goals too i remember and i do this with my couples well i really do it with everybody is mm. that value worksheet where we kind of right. sat down and went through and and picked our three values i think we even got in an argument somehow <laughs> after that but our values were basically the same we may have picked different words, but they lined up where it was like family right. and travel and I don't remember what the other one. You're asking me to remember something that happened like months ago. I know we did do that I've months slept, ago. I've slept since then. You slept since then? No, I, I do think though that sitting down and looking at your values, because you could have different values. Like some people are like, I value family. Another person's like, I value travel. And it's like family is number one over here and travel is number one on the other side. And you're like, wait a second. How That's, do we bridge that? How do you reconcile those two things together? Because having a family might kind of put a damper on going traveling. And traveling puts a damper on starting family sometimes. Well, the funny so. part is most people feel like they're so far apart or not similar to their spouse. But then usually two of their three values, their top values, right. will line up. Yeah. And so it's a nice connection point. So, I mean, I recommend anybody do that, especially if they're feeling distance from their spouse. Because... It's a good way to build that bridge initially, especially when talking about money. Like, okay, so we've made some mistakes. We don't feel like we're on the same page, but we value the same things. How do right. we get our finances to reflect that? Right. Where is our money going? And, you know, as I've said before, if someone were to look at our bank account will and look at know, our transactions, would they know what our values are? They'll know that we love fast food. <laughs> We've cut back on that. They know that we... We have cut back on that. Yeah. <laughs> We've had to. I mean, that was a little too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I think when, when you started to teach... When you started to show me your 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 worksheets and stuff like that, just kind of talking through it... I secretly coach him. He doesn't even know it. Yeah. I'm like a freaking <laughs> guinea pig you in are the, the guinea science pig. lab. Um, but no, so I think one of the things that I really appreciated about it is like, you know, that question... If someone were to look at your bank account, would they know what it is you value? I mean, uh, our, our pastor at church has said that. We say it. I, th- I think it's something to stand by. Like, you know, when you look at your bank account, whether you're, you're, you're faith-based or not or any of those things, do, you, do, you, do your values come through that? Yeah. You know, if you're like, I want to be charitable and giving. Well, are you charitable and giving? Your bank account will let you see that. I mean, it's like, I want to be... I like to be artsy fartsy and craftsy. It's like, well, you know, if that's your value, if you value that, are you spending all your money at craft stores or are you spending your money on, on something else? Yeah. You know, if you value family yet you're in the bar every weekend and your money's going there, you know, just saying. 
Or other stuff. Or other stuff. But that's, you know, that's an example. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be that extreme. It's it's people are spending money on stuff that is not going towards their values. And then they're wondering why they're feeling dissatisfied or why they never have money for those things. Like people who are have good jobs, mm-hmm. making good money. Right. And they're frustrated because, you know, they went to school. They got the degree. Yeah. They got the corporate job. They have the PTO. <laughs> right. You know, they check all the boxes and then they're like, well, hold up. I'm I in my 30s satisfied? now. I have a family maybe. Or, you know, they could be single still or whatever. But they're like, the life is not matching up to what I thought it would, was going to be. Right. And really, it's checking in because it is so easy to move away from spending on your values. Because we say no to a lot of things that we want because it doesn't necessarily line up. Like... But it's more important for us to go on that trip with the kids. So we're going to say no to these things along the way so that we have that money. And acknowledging that your values are going to change. Yeah. Like you're going to value, like you're going to value family. But when your kids move out, you, you might have to change what that value looks like. Oh, yeah. We're going to get an RV and follow them around the country. You will do that by yourself. <laughs> I told Jay. I, will... I said when he moves out, I'm going to park in his garage or his driveway. And he was like, um... What? <laughs> I'll, I'm going to live in a box on the street. Pick me up on occasion. It's okay. He tells me he's going to live with us forever. So he gets me back. Ooh. I don't know if I can handle that either. I'll be on a box on the street either way. But. Well, um, I think we've we've kind of gone on for a bit while now. <laughs> Almost uh, an hour. A good long while. Um, is there anything that you wanted to say in closing? I'm so happy that you decided to do this with me and that you were less awkward than you, I, yeah, you were going to be. Yeah. Um, trust. Um, if, if you sit down and you say that you're going to, to work with your partner on this, trust that your partner is actually trying to work with you. Um, I think that's one thing that we've had to build together is trust yeah um slow slow and steady uh, wins the race it really does um try some things um do uh, do the try the zero dollar budget or whatever the zero budget that stupid thing um try it but i mean but being serious like try it out um try budgeting by yourself try coaching if you need to try coaching ask for help um reach out uh, to your local community. I mean, I'm just saying like, but trust, but slow and steady. Um, try things out. Trust your partner. If you don't trust your partner, uh, maybe, you know, get coaching in life. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's wise words. Wise words from a wise man. Well, thank you for coming on here. Amen. <laughs> hey there. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Compass Financial Coaching. I would love for you to reach out and share your thoughts. As always, your support means so much to me. Until next time.